Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we listen to the message. Pastor Brian, uh, welcome to church once again. Andrew is my name, and today we are beginning our new series called New Life. So in this series, we'd love to take you on a journey where you get to understand where this new life begins, your identity in Christ, how you can grow in this new life. It's going to be an incredible series you don't want to miss. You want your friends to join you. Please invite them to join. This is going to be an incredible series that we are going to be teaching. Now, today, I begin the new series with what we call Born Again. What does that mean? Um, How does one become born again? So today we begin off. Let's start uh, by praying. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time you've given us together to hear your word. Lord, the entrance of your word brings understanding. We pray that the time we'll spend together in your word we will have understanding, but also we will love you more. In Jesus' name, amen. In your Bibles, go to John chapter 3 from verse 1 to 16. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mom's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, No one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. I want you to underline that. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from, nor where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Verse 9. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, Jesus said. And do you not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Verse 16. For God so loved the world, 
that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We see a great conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus about being born again. You see, Nicodemus was a very rich, influential man in society. He was a Pharisee, which meant that he taught the Torah, he taught the law, he understood the Old Testament. He was a ruler of the Jews, meaning he had a lot of influence. And so he comes at night to have a conversation with Jesus. And this is what he says in verse 2. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God was not with him. So what Nicodemus was saying, that he acknowledges Jesus is from God, but also he acknowledges the amazing miracles that Jesus was performing. But what surprises me is the reply Jesus gives to Nicodemus. Verse 3 says, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. So what Jesus was telling Nicodemus was, for him to experience the new life in God, he has to be born again. But also he wanted to tell, he told him, in order for you to experience this power, in order for you to receive this power and walk in the power that performs miracles, you must be born again. You see, the new life we are talking about in this series starts when you are born again. Without you being born again, you cannot experience this new life. New life begins there. So, you might be asking me, Pastor, what does it mean to be born again? And that's a great question. What does it mean to be born again? You see, John 3 verse 4 to 6 says this. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked, surely they cannot enter a second time into their mom's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. So sometimes the best way to answer a question is to start from what it's not. So Nicodemus says, maybe it is a natural way. And I've had very many people say that, you know, for me I'm born again. Born again means, you know, you are born from a family that has people who are born again. I've heard people say, you know what, I'm uh, born again means being baptized. If I am baptized, then I am born again. I've heard others say, we have, I do a lot of good things. So born again means being a good person or doing good works or coming to church. All those ideas are not God's ideas. All those suggestions of what it means to be born again, of going to church, of looking after the poor, of being good, they are not true definitions of what it means to be born again. In fact, they are lies from the enemy. And today, I want to expose those lies. The idea to think because you're baptized, you're born again, it's a lie from the devil. One time I was uh, coming to town and uh, I stopped to give a lift to one of the ladies. And so along the way, I asked her, 
uh, whether she, she understands what being born again means. And she told me, yes. So I was curious to know what that looks like. So she tells me uh, it means being baptized. That's not true. It's not true. So the question is, what does it mean to be born again? Jesus tells us the answer in verse 5. He says, one must be born of the water and born of the Spirit. So what does it mean to be born of the water? This simply means repentance. Born of the water was symbolic of repentance. When one is born again, he or she must repent of their sins, turn away from them and follow Jesus. That's what repentance means. But you see, in order for you to repent, you have to believe and know you're a sinner. Now, that is where many people don't want. People don't want to be called sinners. But I have good news for you. We are all sinners. In fact, if you want to know that we are sinners, um, just look at children. I have children. When they were little, no one teaches our children how to lie. Those small lies we call them as parents. No one teaches us. No one teaches them. No one teaches them how to fight when they are little. They fight each other. That simply tells you that if the little ones are already sinning, it means that we are all sinners in need of repentance. The scripture says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us, not some, all of us, starting from the president down, starting from parliament down to the lowest person you'd call in society. It doesn't matter where you are. We are all sinners. And so Jesus says we need to repent. We need to be born of the water. Then the other aspect Jesus talks about is to be born of the Spirit. Being born of the Spirit means you receive the Spirit of Jesus in your heart. You become new. The new life starts. Your spirit becomes alive to God's spirit. You become alive. You become a new creation. That's what it means to be born of the spirit. Ephesians, Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, he says this. And you also were included in Christ, that's important, in Christ, when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you are marked in him, in Jesus, with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. You receive the Spirit of Christ there and then, born of the Spirit. You become a new creation. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new has come. <laughs> Behold the new. And the old has gone. The new is here. You do not become a better you. I've had people say, no, 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 we are becoming better. We are morphing. No, 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 no. You're not changing to be better. You become a new creation, a brand new person. And the best way to explain that is look at a house renovation and building a new one. When you look at a house being renovated, it's an old house, you're putting a paint on it, you're making it better. Um, that's not what it means, being born again. 
Being new, having a new life means this old house is gone. The new has come. A new house springs forth. That is the new life. And that's what Jesus meant when he said being born of the Spirit. The theologians call it being regenerated. You become completely new. Completely new. So, what does it mean to be born again? It means repentance and having that new life in Christ. Now, I know some of you may be asking, now I have understood that. So, pastor, how can I be born again? How does this happen? That's a good question because in the conversation Jesus was having with Nicodemus, he asked that same question. Verse 9. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify of what we have seen. But still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? Verse 13. No one has gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. So Nicodemus was curious, how does one become born again? And the answer is simple. Believe in Jesus. I want to say that again. All you need to do is to believe in Jesus. Believing in Jesus simply means this. You acknowledge that Jesus died for your sins because you are a sinner. You put your faith in Jesus because Jesus died and rose again and you start living your life in Him. So you put your trust in Him. You believe in Him. You surrender everything to Him. That's what it means to believe in Jesus. He becomes your Savior and your Lord. Everything. You see, Jesus illustrates it in the same verse, verse 14. He gives us an illustration of what it looks like to believe. He uses an Old Testament story of Moses in the wilderness when the children of Israel were bitten by a snake. Let's go there. Numbers 21, verse 8 and 9. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it on the pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it on the pole. Then when anyone who was bitten by a snake looked at the bronze snake, they lived. So Moses makes a bronze snake. And God tells them, all you need to do is to believe that when you look at that bronze snake, you'll be healed. And so Jesus gives us the same illustration. All we need to do is to look at him. Now it's not the bronze snake, it is him at the cross. When he's at the cross, when you look at him, when you put your faith in him, when you trust him, when you do that, there and then you become born again. And Paul continues and tells us, not only do we believe in him in our heart, but we declare with our mouth. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The expression of what we have believed, we express it with our mouth. Romans 10, verse 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You'll be born again. You'll start a new life. We believe Jesus in our heart. We confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and our King. Wow. That's how one becomes born again. So, this week I, had, I visited a friend of mine who was not feeling well. And as we were seated on his living table, we are just discussing. Um, his house help came, a young lady called Esther, to greet me. So, Esther knelt down, greeted me. Um, she was putting on um, a rosary with a cross. So I looked at the cross and I asked her, do you know what you're putting on? Do you know what it means? Do you know what that cross means? He says, I don't know. Then I told her that, by the way, that cross simply means that there's someone who died for you on that cross. I said, okay. Then I told her, by the way, that person is not on the cross. He left the cross. He defeated death. Then I asked her, have you ever received Jesus? Are you born again? She told me, Pastor, I have a lot of baggage. I have a lot of pain. She said, I have a lot of issues. She expressed it from deep within her. Looking intently in her eyes, I told her, Esther, so do I. I have a lot of issues. I have a lot of pain. That's why I need Jesus. I said, Jesus is the one who helps us through life. Then Esther, looking at me, said, Pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through. I said, that is true, I don't. But I know who does. And tears started rolling on her face. I looked at Esther and I told Esther, today is your day for you to, put, to believe in Jesus. Right there. Esther said, yes, I'm ready. I took Esther through what it means to be born again and how to receive. There and then, Esther received Jesus. She told me I've been rejected all my life. My husband rejected me, left me with two children alone. And I told Esther, Jesus will never reject you. Jesus accepts you. When, and in all that process, emotions were flowing. Bitterness, anger. And as I was praying for her and just rebuking the spirit of rejection and anger, Esther was just receiving the power of the Holy Spirit was there. Esther believed in Jesus this week. And now the new life for Esther has begun. And today, I'll give you an opportunity to do that before we end this service. So now we know what it means to be born again. Repentance and receiving a new life that is in Christ. Secondly, we know what it means to be born, how we can be born again. We know how we simply have to believe in Jesus. Not to add anything on Jesus. We need to believe in Jesus. Lastly, 
the results of being born again. Verse 16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever, everyone is a candidate, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. When we are born again, we become new. We receive the Spirit of Christ. Our spirit is alive with His Spirit. We are drawn to the things of God. We are a new creation. Wow! We are living for Him. We are excited about this new life. We have the Spirit of Christ in us. And the Scripture continues and says, then we receive eternal life. Eternal life does not begin when you die. Eternal life begins when you are born again. Listen to what the scripture says. John 17, verse 3. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Eternal life is knowing Jesus. It is having Jesus in our hearts. And that, my friend, is what we mean when we say you are born again. He's in you. His life is flowing in you. And the result of that is you have eternal life. You see, that is one of the greatest questions people ask in life. What happens when I die? What happens when I die? I have good news for you. You don't need to believe a lie that when you die, you'll come back like a cow or a cockroach. No. Today you can be sure that when you die, you have eternal life. And that is the result of being born again. That is the new life that is found in Jesus. That is the life I'm inviting you for. So I, as I come to an end, I want to remind you what does it mean to be born again? It means repentance of your sins and receiving that new life, new creation. How do you become one? You believe in Jesus. Not in your works, not in coming to church, not in doing good things, and all those things are good, but they are not the ones that lead you. It is putting your faith in Jesus, it's believing Jesus. And lastly, the result of that is eternal life begins now. Now I know some of you right now watching, you have never put your faith in Jesus. You have never surrendered to him. I want to ask you today to do what I did when I was a young man, to believe in Jesus so that you can start this new life. You can start a new life now. I want to pray for you. If you're such a one, today I want you to just put your hand on your heart. And I want you to repeat these words. You have believed, you've heard the word and believed. I want you to repeat these words now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. Today, I acknowledge I'm a sinner and I come to you, Jesus. I repent of my sins and put my faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, 
Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to this new life. It's, it's an exciting life. But some of you who are born again, it's time for us to start reaching other people. The likes of Esthers. There are more Esthers out there who need to hear the gospel and turn to Jesus. As Watoto, we have a culture of focus 10. 10 people every year we pray for and reach out. For me, as Andrew, I have a target of at least 15 people. Last year I did 12 people. Not on the pulpit, but on my everyday walk that I led to the Lord. Already January, I have someone. I want you to commit to reaching people with this good news so that they start experience this new life. Thank you so much for today. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope this sets you up to live a truly blessed life. Tune in next time as we continue to explore the scriptures and learn how we can overcome fear with our faith. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at potatochurch.com.